0: Welcome to My Spoonie Sisters, featuring stories from special guests dedicated to empowering those with chronic illness. Our goal? To connect people and provide the support and tools they need to live a better life. For those with chronic illness, our energy levels just fade faster. We must be more purposeful with the spoons allotted to us. So grab your coffee or tea, sister, and tune in as My Spoonie Sisters share stories of living with chronic illness. Hi, my Spoonie Sisters. I'm your host, Gracefully Jen. And if you saw a couple of my recent posts, I was covering some of the most common recognized types of autoimmune diseases. And I decided to bring that to you in an episode for this week. All right, I want to dive right in. We are going to start with lupus. Okay, let me back up a little bit. Yes, we are going to start with lupus, but what I want to say is there are more than 80,000 recognized types of autoimmune diseases to date. There are several which affect more individuals than others, and that's where I'm diving in right now. So Now, let's talk about lupus. It is one of the most common autoimmune diseases affecting women more than men and is often misdiagnosed. Lupus is a disease that occurs when your body's immune system attacks your own tissues and organs, hence, the autoimmune disease. Inflammation caused by lupus can affect many different body systems including your joints, skin, kidneys, blood cells, brain, heart, and lungs. Lupus can be difficult to diagnose because its signs and symptoms often mimic those of other ailments. And quite frankly, many autoimmune diseases do that. They have a lot of overlapping symptoms. Okay I kind of lost track of where I was at. Okay the most distinctive sign of lupus is a facial rash that resembles the wings of a butterfly unfolding across both cheeks. This occurs in many but not all cases of lupus. The next autoimmune condition I want to talk about is Hashimoto's. Now, that was one I was not familiar with for years, but I've really started to kind of hear a little bit more about that, and I don't have a ton of information, but Hashimoto's affects about 14 million Americans and is the most common cause for hypothyroidism or low thyroid. Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune disorder affecting the thyroid gland. The thyroid is a butterfly-shaped gland, we're getting that butterfly again, located at the base of the neck, just below the Adam's apple. The thyroid produces hormones that help regulate many functions in the body. And let's see here. In Hashimoto's disease, immune system cells lead to the death of the thyroid's hormone-producing cells. The disease usually results in a decline in hormone production, causing the hypothyroidism. Alright, the next one I have for you, this is rheumatoid arthritis, and this one obviously I'm a little more familiar with because I myself have it. So rheumatoid arthritis is a chronic inflammatory disorder that can affect more than just your joints. In some people, the condition can damage a wide variety of body systems, including the skin, eyes, lungs, heart, and also the blood vessels. So, rheumatoid arthritis occurs when your immune system mistakenly attacks your own body's tissues. Early rheumatoid arthritis tends to affect your smaller joints, particularly the joints that attach your fingers to your hands and your toes to your feet. This is to, honestly where I flare probably the most. As the disease progresses, symptoms often spread to the wrists, knees, ankles, elbows, hips, and shoulders. In most cases, Symptoms occur in the same joints on both sides of your body. About 40% of people who have rheumatoid arthritis also experience signs and symptoms that don't involve the joints. Areas that may be affected include skin, eyes, lungs, heart, kidneys, the salivary glands, nerve tissue, bone marrow, and also blood vessels. Our next one we're going to talk about is multiple sclerosis. It's a potentially disabling disease of the brain and spinal cord, the central nervous system. In MS, the immune system attacks the protective sheath, also known as the myelin sheath, that covers nerve fibers and causes communication problems between your brain and the rest of your body. Eventually, the disease can cause permanent damage or deterioration of the nerve fibers. Signs and symptoms of MS vary widely between patients and depend on the location and severity of nerve fiber damage in the central nervous system. Some people with severe MS may lose the ability to walk independently at all. Other individuals may experience long periods of remission without any new symptoms, depending on the type of MS they have. There's no cure for multiple sclerosis. However, there are treatments to help speed the recovery from attacks, modify the course of the disease, and manage the the symptoms. Psoriasis. Psoriasis is an autoimmune condition affecting about 7 million Americans with symptoms including itchy red patches of skin covered with natural scales that can appear anywhere on the body. Psoriasis is a skin disease that causes a rash with itchy, scaly patches, most commonly on the knees, elbows, trunk, and scalp. It's also a common long-term chronic disease with no cure. It can be painful, interfere with sleep, and make it hard to concentrate. The condition tends to go through cycles, flaring for a few weeks or a few months, then subsiding for a while. Now, common triggers in people with a genetic predisposition of psoriasis include infection, cuts, burns, and certain medications. There are several types of psoriasis in which varies the signs and symptoms. Let's see here. So let's talk about plaque psoriasis, the most common type of psoriasis. Plaque psoriasis causes dry, itchy, raised skin patches, and these are called plaques. They're they're covered with scales. There may be a few, and there may be many they usually appear on the elbows, knees, lower back, and scalp. The patches vary in color depending on skin color. The affected skin might heal with temporary changes in color, uh, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, particularly on brown or black skin. Nail psoriasis can affect fingernails and toes, causing pitting, abnormal nail growth, and discoloration. Psoriatic nails might loosen and separate from the nail bed. Yikes. Severe disease may cause the nail to actually crumble. Gutate psoriasis. It primarily affects young adults and children, usually triggered by a bacterial infection such as strep throat. It's marked by small drop-shaped scaling spots on the trunk, the arms, and the legs inverse psoriasis. Inverse psoriasis mainly affects the skin folds of the groin, the buttocks, and the breasts. It causes smooth patches of inflamed skin that worsen with friction and sweating. Fungal infections may trigger this type of psoriasis. Pustular psoriasis is a rare type Uh, causes clearly defined pus-filled blisters. This is what I have. It can occur in widespread patches or small areas of the palms or soles. Oh gosh, this is the one I feel like I'm going to butcher. It's (laughs) arthrodermic psoriasis. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, guys. The least common type of psoriasis, um, it can cover the entire body with a peeling rash that can itch or burn intensely. It can be short-lived, acute, or long-term chronic. Of course, I don't have psoriatic arthritis on here, but we know that psoriatic arthritis, it kind of, in a way, mimics rheumatoid arthritis as far as the joints, and then you add in the psoriasis. That's my, my way of explaining it anyway. All right, then we've got celiac disease. This one is an autoimmune reaction to gluten, a natural protein found in common grains like wheat and rye, which affects one out of every 133 Americans. Celiac disease, sometimes called celiac sprue or gluten-sensitive enteropathy, okay interesting, is an immune reaction to eating gluten a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. If you have celiac disease, eating gluten triggers an immune response in your small intestine. Over time, this reaction damages your small intestine's lining and prevents it from absorbing some nutrients, which is not great. (laughs) The intestinal damage often causes diarrhea, fatigue, weight loss, bloating, and anemia. It can also lead to serious complications. The signs and symptoms of celiac disease can vary greatly and differ in, ch- in children. Oh, ah, where did I go? <laughs> it can greatly differ in children and adults. Digestive signs and symptoms for adults include diarrhea, fatigue, weight loss, bloating and gas, abdominal pain, nausea and vomiting, and constipation. However, more than half the adults with celiac disease have signs and symptoms unrelated to the digestive system. Some of these include anemia, usually from iron deficiency, loss of bone density, which is osteoporosis or softening of bones, itchy, blistering skin rash, mouth ulcers, headaches and fatigue. Nervous system injury, including numbness and tingling in the feet and hands, possible problems with balance and cognitive impairment, joint pain, reduced function of the spleen. These are all things that a lot of people don't recognize can also be signs and symptoms of celiac disease. And then our last one that I want to cover today is type 1 diabetes once known as a juvenile diabetes or insulin-dependent diabetes. It is a chronic condition. In this condition, the pancreas makes little or no insulin. Insulin is a hormone that the body uses to allow sugar or glucose to enter cells to produce energy. Different factors such as genetics and some viruses may cause type 1 diabetes. Although type 1 usually appears during childhood or adolescence, it can also develop in adults. So some of the symptoms are feeling more thirsty than usual, urinating a lot, bedwetting in children who have never wet the bed during the night, feeling very hungry, losing weight without trying, feeling irritable or having other mood changes, feeling tired and weak, and having blurry vision. So even after a lot of research, type 1 diabetes has no cure. Treatment is directed towards managing the amount of sugar in the blood using insulin, diet, and lifestyle to prevent complications. All right, that is all I have for you right now, my Spoonie sisters. I just wanted to share a little bit about some of the the most prevalent autoimmune conditions out of the 80,000. Oh my goodness. Now, if I had time, I would cover every single one. (laughs) All right. Until next time, don't forget your spoon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. The information should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnoses, or medical intervention. My Spoonie sisters and guests will not be held liable for any of the consequences of such action or inaction. Trigger warning. Some episodes may cover sensitive topics including, but not limited to, suicide, abuse, mental illness, and chronic disease. You are advised to refrain from listening if you are likely to be offended or adversely impacted by any of these topics. None of the guests or hosts will be responsible for your use of the information contained therein. Life is not merely to be alive, but to be well. Living a life with a chronic illness is best described with one word unpredictable. Be Well's products are designed to make the unpredictable easier to deal with. Back when I was getting my infusions, I would have loved to have their adult zip hoodie. They even have one in pink. They also have everything from one day pill holders to urgency buckets. So remember, they want to make your life a little easier. So be sure to check out Be Well.